I don't know about you, but I'm really missing live shows. It's not just the sonic escape, it's the lights, the venues, the food, the cut-loose dancing kids, the shows you go to where maybe the sound is just way too loud but the guy on stage is having the time of his life, so now I'm having the time of my life. And the intimacy of having someone right there in the flesh, somehow so able to make you feel things and manipulate you to move your body. I'm Alicia Todd and I'm here with Scott French from Corumban's own Love Street Studios. Now, we can't solve the live music crisis, but we can offer you some intimacy with some very special musicians. You're listening to From Little Things, a podcast made to keep us connected to some of our most loved and most talented Gold Coast musicians. With each artist, we'll share conversation, stories, and be treated with live performances. This is our very first episode, and we're glad you're here because today we are diving deep with two of the most hardworking musicians in the Australian music industry, Lisa and Jules from the Hussy Hicks. If there was a definition for travelling musician, they are most definitely it. Without further ado, I present to you the Hussy Hicks. Silence creeping Where I used to hear you breathing Now it's only my own weeping In the stillness of the night I'm huddled like a child and I'm grieving Cause I let you go I let you go I let you go I'm drowning in the dark and suffering my boots heart beating Haunted by the voices, a chorus in my head repeating It's all my fault, it's all my fault, it's all my fault Go. I let you go. 
now all I hear is silence creeping. Ooh, all I hear is silence creeping. Breaks my heart. joining us on our very first episode of this podcast that we're making. Uh, It's a pretty crazy time. It's pretty monumental. (laughs) Probably like the first of our experience being in this world. Uh, So what has has changed for you in the past few weeks? Like what were you going to be doing? (laughs) Should we start with everything and then then work work back from there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were going to be... um, Playing as many shows as we could in the lead up to Blues Fest, so that we'd be good when we yeah. got there. And um, we were going to release a single, um, which we didn't plan to be a uh, protest song, but it's called "Gather Up the People." <laughs> so we weren't sure if yeah. we might get done for sort of some type of inciting of criminal activities if we released it. So <laughs> instead, we've just done like hanging out in our studio farm area and uh, trying to stay sane by mowing and. Uh, Fishing and gardening and finishing the album. Yeah. Oh, fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, fishing quite successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got an album that you're working on. How's yeah. it? How's it going? It's finished. It's um, we sent it off to mastering um, today. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. But I don't know. I I don't know what we're going to do with it or how we're going to look at releasing it. We just kind of want to share some of the new tracks with people who might be interested. I was thinking about just booking stadiums all over the world and filling in with tens of thousands of people, but I guess we can't do that now. <laughs> Which normally that would have been my plan. Just yeah, no probs. <laughs> thinking like Wembley, <laughs> Shea Stadium, yeah, Melbourne <laughs> Arena. <laughs> The usual. <laughs> that old Did you have run. any? Uh, so you had Blues Fest lined up. What a shame. Yeah. What about? Um, I know that you guys travel around constantly overseas. Um, did you have any overseas tours booked as well? Yeah, we were we were going to Canada in um, July. It's still not officially off, but we're not hopeful. No, and our. Flight's been cancelled, so um, so there's that. Mm. But uh, 
Yeah, we um, we have a we still have in place a tour of Germany for the end of the year, but um, who knows? I mean, like everyone, we're just taking everything day at a time um, and trying to trying to really make the most of it and stay as positive as we can. Yeah, like have, you, have you been to Canada before? I haven't. No, I have, but uh, we've never toured there. So this was like oh, our... Oh, cool. And um, it was for Mariposa Folk Festival, which is sort of one of the linchpin kind of festival gigs that, you you know, uh, we, we were really looking forward to kind of dipping our toes in the scene. Um, so, we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see where that all goes. Oh, for sure they'll take you again. <laughs> yeah, if things ever get back to normal. Yeah. For sure they will. It will be all right, I think. Um, awesome. Well, okay. It has definitely changed and everything will go back to normal one day soon. How about yeah. we start in the in the spirit of uh, From Little Things, which is what this podcast is called, let's kind of go back to, you know, back in the day when you were maybe younger. Like what brought you into music? How was your childhood in music? Both separately, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, I started super young. Nine, nine was when I caught the bug. I was nine years old and I remember really clearly my, my parents took me to Tamworth Country Music Festival and, um, and I watched people on stage and went, yep, that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And, um, and then I just sort of hounded them until they... <laughs> got me singing lessons and then they, you know, worked out where we could go to jam nights and talent quests and stuff um, to, yeah, so that so that, I, that I could perform because it's all I wanted to do. And um, I never stopped. <laughs> Till <laughs> now. That's just it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to <laughs> sing every day now, you know, just to, like, because you forget. It's like. I'm so used to playing shows. I've been doing it my whole life. So um, I think we're at a month without playing any shows at the moment. So, I mean, we've still been recording and playing lots of music. But, um, yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> totally. What about you, Jules? I was pretty similar young. Um, I, I used to play violin when I was like three to five and I quit that to what? I did. It's pretty weird. It's Suzuki really method. <laughs> Three-year-old prodigy, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I was very good. I gave it up to pursue <laughs> cartoons. Yeah, but um, when the cartoons didn't sort of play out for me the way I was hoping, I yeah, I got into guitar <laughs> and keyboard. Like I was just all, you know, you're probably the same, Scotty. Once you found the music, you're just like, I want to do everything and play everything. So. I went through a bit of a mental stage when I was about 10 where I, you know, got a keyboard and learned all of the rock set songs that I liked and um, and then, like, all of the other songs. Yes, yeah. rock set. Oh, my oh, yeah, God, man. fan. You wait. Catch me, catch me for a rock set sing-along. I got them all. Um, Coming up soon, Jules' keyboard rock set Oh, she knows the B-sides too, don't you worry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's all there. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But, yeah, and then I got um, My mum used went, to play that on cassette in the car all the time. Oh, mm. man. I, it's, it was, you know, seminal for my, my baby self. 
was because <laughs> I had you know it was like the early nineties or eighty nine ninety I think it's when it happened and it was just like it's pop music but it's got guitars because I come up you know my yeah. dad my dad used to always play guitar and like listen I'd listen to Neil Young and. I didn't find anything in pop music really that resonated with me. And then Roxette came out with down, 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 down. I was like, yay, there's something popular with a guitar. I'm going to like that band. And there's even a girl singer and I'm going to be able to hit the notes because I'm like 10. And it's going to be great. But, yeah, anyway, that's a little bit. That's And then I just, yeah, started mentally playing guitar and I was lucky that my dad was friends with a guy called Terry Murray who was an awesome guitar player. He gave me a few mm. lessons and then I used to go watch Phil Emanuel because back at that stage he played every Sunday at the Narrabeen Sands. So when I was about 12, I think, or 11, we used to like ride our bikes down there because luckily for me Dad really liked live music and um, wow. I guess I guess we rode our bikes so that Dad didn't have to drive. But um, it was a good, you know, good bit of probably about a 10K each way ride so it was fitness and music education. Holy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> your, your dad still comes to... Nearly every gig he, he can, right? Yeah, he doesn't ride as much to as many. He stopped every drinking. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Down the uh, Talabudra Hill. Yeah, the old yeah, Trees Road uh, suicide mission. Yeah. <laughs> Although if you get him in a stinking mood, he'll try and walk home. It happens once a decade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Up the hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you used to go watch... Phil Emanuel, and then yeah. when was it that you had the opportunity to play with Tom? Was it Tommy Emanuel? Uh, yeah, Jules has played with both. Yeah, I, I've played with Tommy yeah. on, on um, random occasions now many times over the years, but Phil was definitely who I spent most of my playing with. I, yeah. yeah, it was really weird. I think, um, you know, I'd been going to see him play and occasionally he'd get me up to play a song, but, you know, not often, like sort of probably once every five times it would be the type of gig he and then I got a phone call um, and this guy, who's no, Noel, not Noel Redding, that's mm-hmm. Noel, I th- anyway, I can't remember his name, but he was a friend of Phil's who was a roadie. Um, I will remember his name. His name was in the Stuart Coop roadie book that I just read. And I was like, that's him. And he, uh, he, <laughs> he, he saw me playing with um, Joe and Birdie from Double Shuffle on the coast when I was about 14, I guess, and... Um, he he sort of said, I don't know, he asked, he got our number and, um, yeah, and I got a call from Phil and I was like, surely, surely it's not Phil. He's like, it's Phil. I'm like, Emmanuel. So, oh, cool. Because he was my hero. Like I was just a guitar nerd. So like the Messiah, the local cool. Messiah is just called and he's like, we're putting together a band and uh, <laughs> wonder if you want to play it. So I was like, of course I do. And it was just, I guess he, yeah. Uh, so that was just ridiculous. I just got to like sit there for weeks and rehearse and learn how to play guitar harmonies of him, which is, yeah, which he's okay. very great at. Okay, guitarmonies. 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 We love yep. a good guitarmony. Oh, mate, the <laughs> I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've obviously held back since then because, <laughs> you know, it's so there in my past. It's like I, I don't know what at any moment I'm more more likely to either, you know, bump into a rock set song or a guitarmony, but they're both just bubbling away at the surface at all times. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Is there any on the new album we can expect? Guitarmonies. Uh, no. Hmm. No, we're still, I know, it's it's, go, it's <laughs> coming. Still, it's, it's still coming. time. We can get it remastered. There is an obnoxious sort of 
like guitar outro, which like I'll I'll let the one guitar sort of be obnoxious and play a sort of an outro here and there. So there's there's definitely one of them. Oh, there's yeah. some there's some big guitar moments. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> just just the one, dear. Just but the yeah, one. we might actually be we might have overlooked the guitar money <laughs> yeah. on on second thought. Yeah. But there's still more time. There's more music to be made. Don't worry. Maybe we can, um, you know, lots, do lots a rock more. set cover in guitar money just to really <laughs> nourish my childhood soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think listen to your heart. It's just crying out for a guitar money <laughs> instrumental version. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> Lisa's going to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll need to really practice. That's all I'll be doing in ISO, just practicing. Got the time. Got the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got time. <laughs> yeah. So I have no idea. How did you meet? Like, when was that? Blame in your musical Tracy. Career? Yeah, Tracy, Tracy Stevens, our bass player, our Tracy Basie, um, mm. is the connection. Um, so Jules and I met at the end of 2004, yep. um, and we had Sorry. both come back, uh, back to Australia from being overseas for ages. Yeah. Yeah. And Trace was like, uh, Trace and I were hanging out. Trace used to play in one of my bands and, um, she used to always talk about this Jules chick. <laughs> I was like, I bet she's just like really up herself and like, <laughs> I bet we won't get on at all. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. 16 years For later, 16 15 years, years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was right, I'm a wanker. Anyway, yeah. she worked it out early and we got over that and started playing some music and just kept going. Yeah, oh, so beautiful. Yeah, it was just that weird thing. We had that um, the time where it's, I guess we'd both been overseas, so we had all the time in the world to just do whatever you like, and yeah. just ended up playing some music, and and then we, you know, get, got some gigs, and then we made a little recording, and then managed to sell it and survive, and then we decided we should probably like get it done properly. Yeah, make a proper Pro- recording. Yeah, that's right. That's when I first used like Pro Tools. That's, and I was like, okay, let's just do yeah, this. Yeah, we, we used to literally drive around in the van with the laptop, like burning CDs and hand-making <laughs> covers and, um, you yes. know, we'd sell them for like $10. US though, that's about 106 Australian dollars depending on the market. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, we Especially were like, now. wow, people are actually buying these. They <laughs> like us. This is weird. Yeah. Let's keep doing it forever. Yeah, or until 2020. Yeah. Until the pandemic. Yeah. So when was your first, so 2004, when was your first trip overseas together? 2000, uh, well, weirdly, we we ended up going over and playing a contract gig in the Middle East. So we played in a bar in Dubai for a couple of months. Um, Just like a weird kind of, it, it was booked as a cover gig. We just played whatever music we played. Because we kind of figured they wouldn't know if it was a really famous song in Australia, so we'd just play <laughs> our songs and pretend they were really popular. Yeah. So, here's a great, you're going to love this one, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And 
<laughs> and then we we did our first tour as Hussy Hicks, like as an original band. We did our first tour in um, July two thousand six. Yep. And that was the so one. soon. Yeah. 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 What a hit. Well, I guess we'd I'd I'd already done a few tours of the states um, with my my last band with my brother and um, solo. So it was just sort of nice to call upon those people and then have it like a real singer. So I think that's probably why people liked it. <laughs> so how was it how was it back then? Has it become way more strict, do you think, heading over to America to play music? Well, since they've banned all um, people leaving the country, definitely, but we'll, we'll start from just before that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, getting work visas is always a... a it's punishing, it's expensive, it's ti- it takes a lot of time and um, no matter how well-planned you think you are, you're always going, oh, my God, is my passport going to come back in time uh, to actually, you know, get, a- get on the plane and start the tour. But, yeah. That's where, that's where they do it on purpose. Just yeah. Testing uh, look, you know, you really are. We, we can't really <laughs> complain because we've, We've had the good fortune to literally be able to, you know, if if it all stopped now, forever, you know, we've we've travelled so many places and we've met so many incredible people, and um, had some really really amazing opportunities to um, explore. Yeah, and that's how we feel when we're feeling positive. When we're feeling negative, it's like I have best friends all over the world that I might ever see again, ever. They're never <laughs> gonna let us see them. I know. I'm like, I'm texting my friends in Alabama, going, "Can you, can you give me some good Southern recipes? Because I don't think I'm going to be able to eat jambalaya again for a really long time." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can cook it. We'll come over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, 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 you know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. One at a time, or is it? You, 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 you can come and collect, collect a little takeaway portion. Yeah. <laughs> Just about leave it like on the a door. airlock zip bag. Exactly. Yeah. And then we can sit on Post Zoom and watch each other eat, eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you guys mind just maybe telling us a bit about where you have been? I mean, we can assume mm-hmm. the States. Yep. Europe. Yeah, mostly what, those what, two what places. Are your, what are your main countries that you you guys have been touring. Um, yeah, so so mostly, I mean, on a pretty much every year we we tour the states um, and Europe. Uh, so mostly Germany, Italy, um, a little bit of France, bit of Belgium, bit Belgium, of Netherlands, and the UK. Um, we played our first shows in um, or our first festival in Ireland last year, which was great. Um, oh, wow. It was amazing. We've toured, we've toured China, which was crazy, um, but very cool. Wow. Um, so how did that work out? <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, I'd, 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 I'd been there sort of six months earlier with um, a band I used to play with in the UK called The Crimea. We're playing over there and they'd, I guess since they had another guitar player, like I was only in the band for about sort of a year um, but they were going to China and they didn't have a guitar player and it was like, well, I was in Australia so I had this great reunion with my old band in, in Beijing which was – and played like the huge Beijing pop festival um, or MIDI festival. Yeah, and, mm. and 
yeah, it was huge. Like, you know, uh, Public Enemy and, you know, mass, it was weird watching Public Enemy, like, and having the first few sort of 50 seats or, the you know, the first 10 rows for all, like, Communist Party members and, like, with machine guns and stuff. <laughs> that was pretty wild. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I made some contacts from that. So when we were, when we, once we were a proper band with an album and stuff, they had us back. But it all got um, – that was a pretty crazy story. We got to – we had a, you know, ha- had our tickets and had our visas which were all dependent on this festival and we got to Singapore for our layover and we get this email saying festival's been cancelled because – China has cancelled all, all work visas for foreigners. Oh, yeah. Because it was leading up to the – Beijing Olympics. Beijing 2008 Olympics. And mm. Bjork had done a concert and sort of ended it with a sort of, I guess, a mantra of free Tibet, free Tibet, free Tibet, free Tibet. Um, so they were just like, mm. nah, nah, no more, no oh, more foreigners. Really? So we were then now like going to China with visas that were, were dependent on this festival, which had been cancelled, but we're like, my logic, which is sort of pretty much how I go in, all parts of life is plausible denial. <laughs> and I um, <laughs> kind of figured, how do they know I checked my email? Because when we left Australia, <laughs> we had a visa. And if we just go in with confidence like we have a visa, hopefully this is still 2008 and, you know, everything we do isn't perfectly monitored and they're just going to go, cool, visa exists and we'll get in. And that's actually what happened. But then we were still sort of, <sighs> yeah, in the country a little bit dubious about it. Yeah, not, not sure whether we actually were allowed to be there or work or whatever. But the tour was great. The festival was huh, cancelled but made, um, made into kind of a smaller event. Yeah. And uh, so we still got to play to a, you know, massive crowd of people oh, and it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we had some adventures because, like, we were, in, we were hooked up with, um, I can't remember her name, but the girl from Austrade there at the time was our saviour because you don't think about it but you can't even write down the directions to give to the cab driver. So yeah. we, we just would tell this um, friend from Austrade, I wish I could remember her name, but, um, and she would text us the, the characters so we'd just show our, like, you know, Nokia 3210 <laughs> to the cab driver <laughs> and then they just take us somewhere. And you, but we turned up to several venues where no one spoke a word of English and yeah. we're just pointing and going like, when should we play? And they're just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> I mean, we're Am still, I in the right place? Yeah. They're just so we, happy to have We music. still end up in weird situations like that where, you I know, there's, you there's a huge language barrier and you you just like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> it's like, yeah. You just make it work. <laughs> M- music kind of, you know, transcends all of that stuff. So oh, as long as you can start playing, you're Once you're okay. playing, everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Wow. And that was how long ago was that? That was 2008. It was literally... 2008. Because yeah, I guess wow. probably because we'd both been living overseas, like our, our first ever Hussey Hicks run of shows was in America and then... Once we released our first album, we went to China and Italy and, and Germany and, because that's where I'd been living. So yeah. we sort of worked backwards. It took us years to get any gigs you wanted to do in Australia. 
We just yeah. we just sort of go play a pub gig and not tell them that we weren't going to play covers and see if they'd have us back. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm so curious then, out of all those countries that you've been to, what's the place like where you feel like home playing? Like where you feel like you're received maybe... I, for me, the best, the best, my favourite gigs of the year, and is is like you know your your Byron Blues Fest and Blues on Broadway, where you get to play to a home crowd, but with that sort of world yeah. world class production, where you get to sort of show what you've been doing all year at the best version of that to all your awesome you know, friends and family. That to me is probably the highlight. Yeah, yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, that's definitely um, the home gigs are definitely special. We. We do have kind of a second home situation in Mobile, Alabama, and um, pretty much any time we, we play over there, we have such a beautiful, beautiful crew so of, cool. of people and music lovers and musicians and the whole community over there. Um, they really support us. So I'd, they're always special, those and, gigs. And the castles in Italy? Yeah, the castles are good. Castle castles gigs in, are great. I will in say, castle gigs are fantastic. Because they always like give you heaps of food and heaps of amazing Italian wine, and there's usually and there's a castle, so it's pretty nice. Yeah, they're pretty good. How do you compare? <laughs> yeah, there was one one we did um, on the uh, the Bay of Poets. That was when I was in the Italian yeah. Riviera, and it's like after sound check, just just pop in the water for a quick swim. You know, and then you're like seven course Italian meal, and then then do the gig. Oh. And funnily enough, that where we swam was the the, the uh, Byron, the poet. It was his favourite area to swim, so it was a bit nice being you know so close Lord to Lord Byron. Yeah, Lord. I couldn't remember what his title was. I was like mm. old mate Byron. Uh, yeah, no, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, oh, Byron, that Byron bloke. Yeah, the, you know the guy with the, you know with the lighthouse and yeah. the words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the words. <laughs> <laughs> but a home gig's all right. Yeah, home gig's pretty good. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. surely that's got nothing on the Royal Mail, good no? The Royal well, Mail is, yeah, hard to top. It. I mean, the Royal. It is one of the most um, most special gigs, I reckon. The Royal Mail. Yeah. Uh, the, there's a <laughs> special. There's a lot of memories at that pub. Yeah. No, they're a good crew. You don't want to let them down. You don't want to, no. you don't want to have a shit. No, you always want to bring Absolutely. it. Yeah. Always want to bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's a high concentration of music lovers in that room. <laughs> I reckon we'd love to hear another song. So tell us about the song you were going to play next or we were going to play uh, Get next. Ready. Get Ready. Get Ready. So Get Ready is um, it's – it's a song that has been kind of kicking around for a little while, that um, ready to stick it in the basement, baby, ready to let it go, um, is something that's been in my head for, for a couple of years and, um, and it's just been a few lines in, in my little writing diaries and um, I remember, because I'm, I'm a big Neil Young fan, I remember taking the song to Jules because she'd heard me sing those lines over and over again I'm like, you know how uh, the um, tonight's the night starts. You know, it's tonight's the night, 
I'm like, exactly. I like, I, I really, I really want this song to have an entrance, like that song has an entrance, you know. And I'm like, so what about get ready? And um, just like, yeah, I love it. Let's let's work that up. So yeah, so we kind of work that song up, and the whole premise of the song um, is like. The things that you're sticking in the basement are all of the all of the old ideas that don't serve us well anymore. You know, old prejudices. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, and move, moving forward to a, a, a better place. Uh, so oh, it's the optimism. Kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a very optimistic song um, to have hanging around in these times. But I think I think that's good still. I think optimism yeah. is still a good. A, a good general uh, goal. Yeah, I mean, the interpretation now might be, you know, ready to stick it in the basement, all my freedoms, ready all, to let it go, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All the but things I, think, I used I think to it's like. Still uh, you know, like, it could be, it could, another interesting take could be that, you know, there are a lot of people who maybe weren't living the life they really felt they should be living up until yeah, this moment. That's and really true. Now we have we, space. We had a moment over the weekend because, you know, it, it was Blues Fest, which has been for the last few years sort of the probably the pinnacle of high energy excitement. We And, you know, we had just had a bit of a moment where we were all sitting around, we all being Lise, myself and Raf, who are all here at ISO, so that's that's all of us now. That's the, that's the entirety that's of the our community. world. That's the community. And we had a, bit of, you know, had a bit of a tear, you know, and you're like, I miss that. I, I miss my life. I miss playing music. I, you know, I, I miss the sound of two Fender Twins. And, and you know, yeah. and I miss Lisa <laughs> screaming over a full band at full yeah. volume with the energy you only get from thousands of people. I miss spending day after day just, like, exerting energy until you've got nothing left. You've got no voice, <laughs> no personality. Like, you just go, 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 go until you can't go anymore and then you collapse in a heap for, like, two days and then you pick yourself back up and you go again, you know. That's like our life has been really big and busy and continually moving. Uh, This is, um, I don't think that I have been in the one spot, in the same spot for a month, um, probably since we met, Jules. No. 15 well, years. Oh, yeah, I guess Dubai. Dubai we were but for we, the three months. But we were still moving around, yeah. you know. Yeah, certainly nothing like this. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and what I was getting to with, with that was just that it's nice to know that, like, if you shed a tear for the life you were living. Yeah. Then, th- then That's a lot to be happy about. That's a lot to be happy about because... You know, it's like I'm glad I missed that. Yeah. It means like I, I I don't want to be done with that. That's my life, and I like the life we created. And I I think it's okay to to fear the change and you know fear that it might not be around anymore because you know it's good. I'd rather that than being like, oh thank God, I was yeah. sick to death of that music, <laughs> live music stuff. Yeah, all those people <laughs> are they, are having to sing so much. Goodness oh, me. Oh, it's hard. Isn't it nice now? We just listen to the birds sing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're not thinking that at all. <laughs> the best this lawn's ever looked. Oh, man. Well, cheers to the song. Let's give it a play. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready off the new album. Coming uh-huh. soon. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. 
off your forthcoming album, which will be your seventh album. Do you try to release an album every year? No, we... It's usually about two years. Yeah, it's usually every se- sort of every second year. Um, having said that, this album has been in the, the sort of production process for about 18 months now. Mm-hmm. We've been, um, yeah, we've just been sort of working away at it and really enjoying the process. Like, yeah. we've been... Uh, we haven't really had um, this sort of 
uh, haven't had anyone saying to us like, it needs to be out now. You need to, you know, here's your deadline. So we've just been enjoying the process. And yeah, basically when Scotty goes away, we just go into the studio That's and true. fill up his, ter- his terabytes and terabytes of his hard drive until we have to do something with it. Yeah, we just go to Love Street, record the hell out of everything. Which won't be anytime soon. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, but so then have you been recording, so this current album, Tell us, tell us the process of that. Like, where did you start it? Yeah, we start. Well, we started um, it. I think it was. Was it a? I can't remember if it was in October of a couple of years ago. Like two years ago in October. So I guess one and a half years ago from now. Yeah, I um. I've always been really envious of like beats producers, and how they can just like take samples and use stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. and we had a bunch of songs that we didn't want to just finish writing because. We loved the band, you know, sound with Trace and Ali. So the album started by going, let's let's just go in and jam all these ideas and see where they go with the band. It was fun. Yeah. So I was sort of left with this sample bank of like hours and hours of our band playing many interpretations of the song and that's that's their, our songs and that's sort of how it started. And then we had a couple more sessions with the whole band and um, – and, you know, that's probably where the first half of the album came from. And then, uh, yeah, then we took a bit of a, a U-turn with Raf coming over and, um, well, not a U-turn, a side turn. What do you call it? A, hmm, a different turn. <laughs> because we ended up just hanging on the balcony here um, in our little house studio, which is where, you know, we've done a lot of the overdubs and a lot of the stuff. This is sort of our studio F or G or something. It's you know, yeah. Studio sound percussion, essentially percussion and backing vocals. Wait. You know. Yeah. Can you can you tell us a bit about the pine tree reverb? Ah, uh, the tree verb. Oh, the tree verb is amazing. The tree, um, tree verb. Oh my god! Last night it was on. These guys like set up. I mean, we've got we've got an ottoman. I I we call it a poof. I don't know if that's um. <laughs> A culturally inappropriate, but um, we yeah. So we set up the kick kick pedal on, on the, the on, on the poof and um and my little percussion say poof. Poof on the poof. poof. There we go, poof. And um, these guys are jamming last night. I walked down, and the sound of this tiny little percussion rig like reverberating off the pine trees outside was massive. It sounded so big. Wow. It was really, really fantastic. Oh, we're 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 playing. We're making lots of sounds. It's very fun. Yeah, well, that's yeah. and that's how sort of the second half of the album came about. As we were sitting here and we're like, oh, we could just record one or two things. Next thing you know, we're like screaming our seventh harmony into the trees with the microphone not facing the singer but facing the trees, going, "Yeah, get that heaps better. Get it off that tree. Aim it over there. Let's do it." But we do things like, you know, it's like, no, 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 hang on, hang on, a car's, a car's driving from Lismore to Bangalore. Wait. 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 Half an hour later. Yeah, yeah. Give, give it two and a half minutes drink, and then you won't be able break. to hear it again. So, all right, let's do another take. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone go to the fridge. Uh, but it's been great. We've had reverb. the tree verb. Oh, the tree yeah. verb, you'll hear it. The album ends. Bottle that and sell it. The album ends with a bit of tree verb. And luckily we um we timed it well. Like we went away in January, and, you know, and it was dry and the whole country was on fire. And then it just rained the hell of our whole – the whole time we were overseas it just yeah. rained and rained and rained. So we got back and our like 
entire five acres here at the studio was like six foot under weeds. No, no, lush. Yes, very lush. Very lush. Very lush, but mostly lush with weeds. Yeah, so I've just been like (laughs) right on mower girl. I can show you how to change the the belt on a 42-inch cut on a 100 series John Deere if anyone needs um, (laughs) – New income stream, Ooh. you know. Oh, I like the way you talk dirty to me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys a photo. You had to see Jill's, like, you know, on her John Deere. It's quite spectacular. <laughs> yeah, and she's got a, like. You can get sponsorship. We got, <laughs> we got given all of these, like, you know, sort of country shirts. So she's got all of these, like, pink and purple plaid long sleeve shirts that she wears oh, when yeah. she goes out mowing. It's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that's like my sanity. I'm like, mm. haven't achieved anything. Ah, uh, ah, uh, too early to crack a wine. Ah, uh, uh, I'll mow. I'll mow. I'll mow. I'll really mow. I'm not even mowing. I'm slashing. But one day I'll be able to mow once I've slashed through all this. It's going to be amazing. Ah, uh, I mean, it's great. Ooh, I'll go for a bike ride. Bike rides are good. Bike rides are good and legal, and you don't have to see anyone. I'll just ride my bike. <laughs> 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 yeah, I realise. And surely, Lisa, what are you, what are you doing while while Jules is slashing the fields? I'm fermenting. Cementing. Cementing. No, fer- fermenting. Fermenting. Not cementing. I, I mean, both. cementing would probably be um, <laughs> the more uh, cementing the yard. Which one? Which one is it? Cementing the yard. Um, I'm trying to fermenting. send you this photo. I'm fermenting yeah. stuff. Yeah. She's cemented oh, in time. I won't have to mow anymore. Uh, making, are you making kombucha? So yeah, so um, I'm I'm making apple cider, which is good. Lisa um, made apple cider. Like just we couldn't believe it. We lost <laughs> our minds. We're like, what just? Ha-? Lisa's like just pulled this thing out and we put it on the. Do you fridge. mean apple cider? Like the shit you buy for really expensive, good at the bottle. S- cider vinegar. No, no, no. Like cider vinegar no, or cider. Like well, I do, I do both. I make, but it's not going to vinegar ever again. It's going to be drunk before that. It's now proper cloudy <laughs> apple cider out of our fridge that Lisa made from cheap apples from the market. I cannot believe it was just like it was a that was a revelation for us. We're like. No, you know making, making like booze prison, is like prison yeah, cider. Exactly. Making booze is really, really <laughs> easy. I'm making ginger beer and turmeric beer and um, heaps of sauerkraut and all that sort of stuff. But temp, tempeh as well. Oh, you can make ho- homemade tempeh wow. is great. Um, do you do this on the road as well? Mm. Like, is this something you've just picked up now? No, or I'm, are you just a I, fermentation queen? Yeah, I ruin hotel rooms all around the world making kimchi <laughs> um, in bathrooms, you know, in, like days in in uh, South Carolina. We never lose our hire car. He's like... <laughs> yeah, everything, <There> <laughs> oh, shit. everything smells like ferments, you know. Yeah. So that's keeping me busy and I'm growing heaps of stuff and I'm writing songs, which is good. So, yeah, so I've got, um, I'm getting my garden happening and, um, yeah, I mean, I've never been in the same place long enough to actually grow anything other than herbs. So, um, yes, I'm growing heaps of stuff and uh, cooking a lot and fermenting and, yeah, just trying to stay sane. And uh, working in the garden is really good because I'm staying fit and getting sun, you know. So all those things are keeping me happy. And we're we're creating a bit of an art piece on the wall here. So we're drawing and painting on, like, the whole corner of the, the studio room, which is really fun. 
I actually Ooh. had to ride. We should do that. I had to ride. <laughs> I had to ride to the local shop to buy sharpies today. It was such an outing. yeah, because I oh, I yes. worked through them all. It was like essential. Yes, a fucking we, fucking essential ass. We, we are going crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> essential ass. Essential sharpies. We just bought some pencils. Yeah. <laughs> Exercise and mindfulness. Mindfulness, yeah, very important. Mm-hmm. So we hear that you're both nominated for the Gold Coast Music Awards as Musicians of the Year. Yeah, so, um, you know, if Jules beats me, then I'm not talking to her ever again. So uh, so, fingers, so fingers crossed. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine, like, next time you guys are on stage having an argument, it's like, uh, excuse me, who's Musician of the Year? That's right. Um, Going for most persistent. I mean, I got a finalist last year. I was like, oh, surely Scotty won't be in it next year. And then that bloody Ian Perez with all his achievements. This is a better chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now it's just us and friends, yeah. other friends, Fliss, yeah. Fliss. And, you know, I mean, apart from our ninja skills, I mean, we, you know, we, we're going to have a good wrestle. We'll see who takes it out. You know, we'll yeah. be a different award. <laughs> yeah. She may ninja you if she, if she doesn't win. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'll, say it, I'll say it publicly. Bring it on, Fliss. I've, I'm still not scared of any of your skills yet. But she probably has been practising and I haven't. Yeah. What I, do you think Fliss has been doing in our show? Probably just injuring. I've been exactly. mowing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'll mow her down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So are you going to – you're going to perform at the Music Awards? Was that a yeah. secret? Should I not have said that? No, oh, no. No, I'll that's what's that happening. <laughs> that's what's happening. I love that they're doing it. Um in this sort of virtual world. It's, I mean, it's really strange, um, but it's also, I, I have kind of been hermiting and I think that the the vibes surrounding this whole pandemic are um, very insular, which they obviously need to be, but um, uh, I've, I've been actively staying offline and off social media and all of those things because... Um, because I can't participate physically, um, it's really hard for me to participate mentally and emotionally, you know. Um, but I am really, really looking forward to <laughs> that was Jules piling up her broken glass that she dropped in a fit of laughter oh. earlier. Oh, my God. Not um, in the studio, Jules. Yeah. Not in your studio this time, Scotty. Not in your studio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I That's actually, actually think why it'll you be guys fun. aren't allowed. I think yeah. most of the Gold Coast music crew um, will be watching and will be engaged and I that kind of makes me happy. That gives me a little warm and fuzzy in, in my tummy. Like, ah, oh, I mean, we're not, we, we won't be actually socially interacting but but we'll sort of be like kind of all on the same page for a couple of hours, which would be cool. Well, let's, um, maybe let's think about, about wrapping it up, it's been so good to have you on the first episode. I know, I can't believe you trusted us. Um, you know, we're 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 not we're not that sturdy. <laughs> you've gone you've gone out on a limb choosing us for your first podcast, but I like it. I like it. You risk takers. <laughs> so we had one more song from you. So t- uh, tell us about that song. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna play Pirate Flag, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pirate Flag is kind of. I mean, it's probably our our staple live song. 
Very rarely do we play a show where we don't play Pirate Flag and um, it's sort of anthemic and um, it's fun. It's a really fun song. It comes out of a sort of, it's essentially a political uh, commentary type, type of song. It's like, don't tell me what to do. I didn't vote for you. <laughs> that's where that's where the song comes from. But um, uh, it's it's actually it's a really fun song to play, and it's one of those songs that kids really connect to. Yeah. Kids yeah. kids get get the whole uh, like they can sing the chorus from start to finish, which is really super cute. And um, and we have a lot of a lot of young ones. Um, Jules is. I mean, my nephew. Um, has loved this song for ages. Jules's little niece has recently, um, her mum and dad have been sending us little uh, secret videos that they've taken of her, like sitting in the corner of her room singing, let's leave today. Oh. It's super My cute. My favourite was the balcony. It was like she was doing her Italian like isolation moment yeah, on the balcony. Video, yeah. <laughs> and then today we had a he friend. Love pray moment. Today we had a friend tag us on Instagram with her little son um, uh, dressed up in his pirate outfit singing this song. I mean, it's like this, Aww. that's heartwarming stuff. So this is, yeah. it is one of our favourites to play live. If we ever get to play live again, I will thoroughly enjoy playing <laughs> this song. <laughs> it's a song about breaking quarantine, going to the beach, licking all your neighbours in the face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pirate flag. All right. Let's do it. Thank you so much. Thank Love you guys. you guys. Thanks, Jules. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Cheers and good luck at the Music Awards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's disconcerting that we're not learning a thing. As history plays out, there's nothing about it changing. But history books are written by crooks with agendas we cannot conceive. And liars and thieves will make you believe things that you shouldn't believe. Let's leave to Go unpack your bag Let's set sail under a pirate flag Cause you waiting, you waiting For something that may never come You waiting, you waiting For something that may never come Treasures are buried with pleasures so deep. The highest of bidders makes winners of sinners till we can no longer compete. A handful of aces and smokes on their faces, flying the flag of the free. You sit at the table, you're willing. Let's leave.
flag by the Hussy Hicks. Thanks for joining us in our very first episode. Stay tuned for episode two featuring Bobby Alu. From Little Things is brought to you by Love Street Studios and has been supported by Gold Coast's Home of the Arts through Hodder's Artist Fund, Rage Against the Virus. <laughs>